Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome back to the DFTW podcast. My name is Michael Head. And before we get going, I just want to say thank you for being here and taking time to listen today, wherever you're listening to. I just want to say thank you. And I would also love to hear from you and different ways that you can find me is on Instagram. Just search Michael Head or you can go to my Facebook page, which you will see content on there about spiritual and mental health and would love for you to like and share that Facebook page because I believe that the content that I am sharing can be beneficial to you and so many others. Every one of us have a story to tell. Our lives are so different than every single person around us. With our stories come the many different people that we've come in contact with throughout our lives. I mean, we've had teachers, coaches, parents, brothers, sisters, Different family members each playing different roles in our individual stories. And with our stories, we even have had to have plot twists. That's right. A huge plot twist where we saw ourselves headed in a certain direction. And then all of a sudden it changed to a direction we didn't see coming. These real life plot twists create massive disorientation. And this is a way that we can get stronger if we're able to lean into and learn from these plot twists that can cause pain. With these relationships and plot twists happening, we need to remember that our brains are made up of many neurotransmitters, which are formed mostly from our life experiences. So let me say that again. We have got to know that our brain is made up of all of these different neurotransmitters, and these transmitters are formed through life experiences. Neuroscience has proven that our relationships impact our brain more than anything else, more than food, more than exercise, more than sleep, more than meditation, more than anything else. Relationships play a key part in forming our brain. Something else that is important to know about your brain and about your story is that your brain is growing at such a super fast pace when you were young. And your earlier life experiences and your relationships are what ended up forming your brain. Yes, your brain can continue to grow and continue to change as you get older. But when you were younger is whenever our brain started to truly take shape. And what that means is that our earliest influences that we were around, our earliest relationships with our primary caretakers and caregivers are exactly what has started to shape our brain more than anything else. What's interesting is that we may not even remember anything from our childhood, which is exactly where I used to be. For me, my last memory as a child was when I was 13 years old, and then all of a sudden, my memories came crashing back into my mind, which was absolutely brutal. And for many of you, you may be in the same seat. You may be thinking, man, I cannot remember anything. And I just want you to know that it's okay. Like that's not a, it's not a bad thing that you don't remember stuff. I, I know that for me, 
if my memories would have come up before I was ready, I would have not been able to handle them at all. And I believe that's something that many people are interested in learning about. And so on the next podcast, I will take some time to describe that and try to teach on that as much as possible. You may not remember when you were a baby. I mean, that's like a a really tough thing. I, I don't know how many of you do remember when you were a baby, like in the crib, but I definitely do not remember that. And you may not have a memory about it, but the truth is your mind went through it and experienced it and never forgot it. Our brains take so much in from the moment that we were born to where we are today. What's interesting at times is that people talk about their life and man, I'm just, you know, you'll hear people say, gosh, I'm just struggling. I I don't understand what's going on because when they look back at their life, they don't really see any trauma. They, they don't really see anything that went bad in their life, quote, bad in their life. And they just don't understand what's happening. And I have heard multiple stories of people who are struggling like this, who, who may be depressed or maybe just anxious or, or a lot of junk going on. Maybe they're drinking to excess, or they're gambling, and they're like, why am I doing this? What is happening? And I've heard these stories about people who, when they ask their parents about their birth, they say, yeah, you had a traumatic birth. Maybe the umbilical cord was around your neck, or there was some sort of an emergency that happened during birth. And what's interesting about this is that you didn't remember that and your brain remembered all of it. How can you know what it was like though? How can you know what it was like when you were a baby crying in your crib or when you were a child and you were in your room or when you were growing up? Well, here's here's something that I, I just have learned and something that I find as truth. When you want to know what it's like, you can think about how your parents have been for you in middle school, high school, and even right now. That's right. You want to know what it was like to be a baby in the crib? You want to know what it was like to be a child in your home? Well, how have your parents been to you in middle school, high school, and right now in your life? And with this knowledge, you can infer and you can look back to most likely how it was whenever you were a child. Yes, many parents change, and man, I've seen it, and I love it because the Lord can do amazing and miraculous things in people's lives, and I have seen it happen, and many people work hard. Many parents are working hard to get better. They've realized where maybe they have fallen short, and we all do as parents. None of us are perfect, and maybe they're getting therapy to get better, and they're working on themselves because they realized, man... I could have done so much better for my children. And I just want to thank you parents for doing that. And if you're a parent right now and you've got young children, I would say, why don't you take a deep look at yourself? Because what is happening right now is you are you are helping form your child's brain. And what is that looking like? Is that looking like attunement to you? Is that looking like love? Or is that looking like pain, abuse, neglect, and abandonment? Even though for some, uh, a lot of people have parents that have changed and they've worked hard and it's just been amazing. The sad truth is, though, is that for some, nothing has changed and there is absolutely no difference in who you were as an infant and who you are right now. You're still abandoned by your parents. You're still being yelled at. You're still being hurt in some way. You're still being emotionally ignored and so many more things, which is hard to hear. And we need to know, we need to understand it because 
That is what's going to help us as we look at our story and how those experiences have shaped our brain as we start to heal. The more that I have learned about my past and the more that I do work in looking into my story, I have realized that, yeah, I went through some hard things in my life. And when I started to remember that and the things that would come up, it was good to know that my brain saw it. And because I'm able to look back and because I'm realizing these things and because I'm naming it and because I am healing, I now can see people so much differently. I have so much more empathy and compassion for other people, which is interesting. When you're willing to do your work and you're willing to really look back on those experiences, you will see people differently. It just happens. And if you want to love other people well, then you've got to be willing to do it. You've got to be willing to look inward and start to reflect on your own story and all of the different cast of characters that have come into your story and see and try to find out what did your brain see. And for some of us, you have those memories. For some of us, you know what it is. It's just starting to name it. I mean, we can look at all the things that we've gone through that have shaped who we are. And once we do that, we will continue to love other people so much better. I mean, sometimes when people start to look backwards, which is truly how you start to heal your brain, when you start to, and let me just take a second and talk about this. So I've been talking to a few people and they're like, man, I just, you know, my therapist, I've been seeing my therapist for three years and we're just not getting anywhere. Well, here's a little therapist 101. If you're in a counseling appointment and that therapist is the main one talking and you're not talking at all, and you're not talking about your past, and the therapist is just pointing out your issues right now and telling you what you need to do today to fix it, I would get up and I would leave that session and not go back. Not that that therapist is wrong, not that that therapist doesn't know what they're doing, but the truth is, if you want to get better and you really want to start healing some pain from your past, you've got to be able to look back into your past and you have to be the one dealing with it not your therapist telling you what you need to do. It takes you digging it up and talking about it. Okay, I'm off that. I need to do a whole podcast on that. When people start to look back on their lives and they start to realize where some of their pain is, they will notice that it does come from their primary caregiver, again, because that is when our brain is being formed. And they will say things like, you know, my parents did the best that they could. And I really want to talk about this because when we say that, we are really taking what is not ours to take. The truth is, your parents hurt you. Your parents harmed you. When we say these things, we don't want to look at the sin in their own hearts. It's us just saying, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with that. And we don't want to deal with the amount of pain that they really did cause us. John 8.32 says this, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If this is true, then we cannot just say that they did the best they could. We need to name what is happening to us. Notice I'm not talking about blaming. I'm talking about just naming. Have you been able to write down, have you been able to talk about how your parents have hurt you? Honesty is the best way that we are going to heal and to be able to live a full life. By us covering up what happened to us, by us saying, you know, they did the best they could, 
that doesn't help us to truly start to heal. Can you say what happened to you as a child? Can you say how your mother or your father hurt you? Can you say how you were abandoned? Can you say any of these things? It's time that you, right now, you get it out so that you can start healing and not take up for those that hurt you. Again, maybe that's not a parent. Maybe that's not a grandparent. Maybe that's not a family member. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a boyfriend. Maybe a girlfriend. Maybe a teacher, a coach. When we keep those in and just give them the benefit of the doubt and we don't start to confess those things and we don't start to get those out, it just stays inside of us where the enemy wants these things to stay. It's time to name it. Not with, yes, they hurt me because they grew up in a bad home. Yes, they hurt me because they were hurt as well. Or they hurt me because they were in the military. We don't need to explain our pain and give excuses for the why. When we can remember that we live in a broken world and that God heals these wounds, and when we can be honest with the Lord about it, and we can talk to a therapist about the pain, and we can remember the promise that God truly can heal these wounds. For some, and not wanting to deal with your story, you'll hear things like, you know what, the past is in the past, and I just, you know what, I'm going to move on. Why would I dig up the past? There's no need to do that. It's there, and it happened, and I'm just going to move on. When you hear these things, or maybe when you say these things, that the past is in the past, you truly don't understand the brain. Everything that happens to us in the present triggers a moment from the past. We experience our reality through what we have already experienced. You know, an example maybe is that maybe you've wondered why the sound of a weed eater always bothers you and it drives you crazy and it makes you feel like something is going wrong in your body. Well, this could be because you have all the neurons in your brain that remember when you were a child, you were being abused in your bedroom. And while that was happening, at the same time, there was somebody using a weed eater outside of your window. Your brain took it all in and has been primed to think when you hear that noise outside, it is anticipating that you are about to be hurt. And so your body is responding to that noise. This is true for so many other things. Maybe certain colors are messing you up. Maybe a smell or a sound. And your brain is seeing these things and telling you, hey, Alert, 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 and you're not understanding why that is happening. It's because your brain took time to take those pictures, those mental sounds, and those images and has it in there and sharing your story. So so what do we need to do? How do we help this? How do we how do we move on? You know, the key to healing is connecting these different regions of our brain. And the way to do that is to engage our past so that we can be present right now. The point of looking at the past promotes so much healing in our brain, sharing your story. Again, we all have a story and it is beautiful in whatever way it is. It doesn't have to be a horrible life story. Maybe you have an amazing story. Share it. People need to hear that. People want to hear about great stories because when you share your story, it connects our brain, the different parts of our brain together. When trauma happens, here's what here's what goes on in the brain. The left brain and the right brain, they see things completely different. And when it when you start to tell your story of the experience and you're able to stay grounded and connected to where you are at that time, then what happens, these neurons start to integrate together and this is called peace. Again, when you are starting to tell your story, you want to stay present. 
you know, for me, when I first started out doing my work and really working through some of the pain of my past, I couldn't stay present and my brain would shut down and I would flood. So all of my emotions would come up and the therapist would work with me and try to keep me grounded as I was, I was working through these things and it, and it, it worked and it just took a lot longer because I, I couldn't really understand why I was being triggered so high and my emotions were, were rising up and my body would literally shut down where I would even just pass out. And I was like, what is happening? And so the therapist started to do something called EMDR, which I have a podcast, a whole episode on EMDR. And I would encourage you to go back and look at that because with EMDR or brain spotting or breath works and these different types of therapy, you don't have to speak your story. You are just trying to remember it and you can stay present with that therapist starts to promote healing. The significance of a therapist with you as you are sharing your story, as you are going back to those early moments in your life, as you are are, are thinking about these, these moments maybe for you that were so hurtful, the significance of that amazing person with you right there has to do with attunement, meaning they see you, they're watching you, and they care, which is massive for your brain because now you're no longer alone while dealing with the pain. Because as a child, you didn't have the necessary people, you didn't have the attunement that you needed from your caregivers for whatever reason that may be. And now you are getting that attunement while working through these super hard parts of your story and healing begins. That is amazing how that happens. I have experienced it. I have gone through it where I would think deep into some moments in my past that have risen up and I would just think about those moments and I had people present with me, I was able to move on from those moments and realize, you know what, I'm okay. Those moments aren't happening right now because of the attunement that I had. Many children grow up and they don't have that from their parents. And so they try to figure it out on their own and they, and, and they feel alone and they feel scared and that's why we have these triggering moments. And something that is so important is I want you to know that, yes, a therapist listening to you and hearing you is, is awesome. The truth is that your story is so amazing and so beautiful. And the best, most absolute, peaceful healing process can happen truly through knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For me... It doesn't make sense where I am today. And I'm not talking about because I'm a pastor. I'm not talking about because I'm in Tennessee. I'm talking about where I am physically and mentally and spiritually today. The only reason, yes, it, because I, I, I worked really hard and I've, I've seen some therapists and I've, I've done things like that. But ultimately, it is because of Jesus Christ. And he was there for me in those times of pain. And he is here for me right now. And the same is true for you. You may feel alone. You may feel like I'm still not being seen and nobody cares about me. Well, I want you to know that Jesus Christ, he is alive. And that's why he, he rose again when he got off that cross. Whenever, whenever he, they put him in the tomb for three days, that's why they say he is alive. Because he is alive. He is not dead. And when you have him in your heart and you have a relationship with him, it helps to bring you more alive. And you're able to give these things to him. And you are in attunement with the Lord. 
you know, he is never, ever going to leave us. He's never going to hurt us. And he is always available so that we can have ultimate healing. And let's recap on everything. I just want us to know that, man, we have a story and I would encourage you to tell your story. Let's not just not tell our story because we're afraid of how it's going to hurt other people. We're not blaming them. We're just naming it. We're naming what happened to us in our lives. I want to encourage you to name it. Also, whenever you are triggered and things happen, I want you to understand why that's happening is because your brain took all of it in when it happened to you before you even understood when it happened. Lastly, I want you to know that I will encourage you to go get help. Find a therapist that can help you. And if you have experienced high levels of trauma, there is therapy that is not so much talk therapy that you can take, which is called EMDR, brain spotting, and so many different other modalities of therapy that can really help you. And ultimately, Jesus is the answer. And Jesus is the way that as you start doing your work, he is going to be there with arms wide open as you continue to run to him and find ultimate peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the DFTW podcast. That was a tough one. That's hard to hear sometimes for many people. And I just want you to know, maybe this landed on you pretty hard. Maybe you've realized, man, I've got to get some help. And I want to encourage you to do that. Also, I would share this episode, share this with other people, because there are many people who are who are just keeping it in. And there's many people who are, you know what, I don't want to deal with this because these people did the best they could. And when you're hearing that, you want to help people realize, no, 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 no. They hurt you and you need to start naming it because healing will start to happen. And so if you could share this with your friends and your family, we will see how Jesus can take our mess and turn it into something so beautiful. Have an amazing rest of your day, your night, your morning, or whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you next time right here on the Don't Forget to Write podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.